Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Package Tourist, hosted by yours truly, The Package Tourist, and the magical mystery tour called Life, Matthew DBI's. Tonight's guest is my friend and novelist, Donnie Hunt. Donnie hails from Texas and has worked for various newspapers and radio stations while contributing to sports websites. During the past five years, he has written and published four novels. His best, Blessed Poison, was released in 2016. In 2017, he released The Quest for Aranwa and Angel of Death. And in 2020, he released his fourth novel, Already Fallen, a sequel to his first novel, Blessed Poison. And two weeks from today, Donnie's fifth novel, Reckless Passions, will be unleashed upon the world. Donnie, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you again. I like to start off by asking you, does Reckless Passions pick up exactly where Already Fallen left off, or is there a time gap between where Already Fallen ended and where Reckless Passions begin? There is a bit of a time jump. So this is going to begin about a year after the events of Already Fallen, and it's going to find Danielle dealing with the fallout from the end of that book, which obviously I don't want to say too much about for anybody who hasn't read it yet, but it did end with a little bit of a cliffhanger ending. Um, and so this is going to pick up a year later, and, and you're going to catch the after effects of everything. When you created your 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 the heroine of your book, Danielle Reagan, did you always envision that her character would always come to this psychological precipice? I mean, were you always anticipating that this was going to be a multi-volume work, or when you develop her character book, do you do it book by book, or did you do you always have a long-range plan? When, when the series of novels? A little bit of both. So I, I didn't plan for her to exactly get where she is. Um, I do plan a little bit. Uh, I know when, in terms of writing, there's people, there's planners or pantsers, uh, people who write those seat of their pants. I'm a little more on that end because I kind of like to take the journey with my characters and that's part of the fun of the writing. Uh, the story always seems to change. The characters always seem to change as I get into it. But I do at least have an idea, a basic plan of what I want to do. Um, and I did have one for this. I always planned on her having multiple books and her her uh, story to branch out over several. That's why I actually ended the first book the way I did, because originally it was just going to be a one and done. And as I got close, I thought, I want to keep writing with her. So I changed the ending um, so that it would be a little bit more open-ended. So yeah, it's kind of a mixture for me. Since Danielle is a rock star, when you write your novels, do you actually write full and complete song lyrics? Give her like a, 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 a an imaginary discography. Do you actually write complete songs in the novel? Oh yes, absolutely. So each of the three novels starts with a lyric that is the same as the title of the book, uh, which are songs that Danielle writes during the course of the story. And I have hundreds more. I've been writing song lyrics since I was in high school. I've got books and books full of them. And on top of that, I have written an extensive discography for her that actually goes beyond the end of where this book will end. And I have I've put together playlists and CD, burned CDs of what I imagine her albums to sound like, certain songs. So as I'm writing, I will usually listen to certain artists that get the, uh, the feel or whatever of what I'm going for for that particular time. So for this book, there were two artists in particular I did a lot of listening to. Um, that really kind of inspired me as I wrote this book. In all three of your books about Danielle Reagan, is it Reagan or Reagan? Reagan. Reagan. She uh, she's always struggling with emotional problems. 
are her emotional problems, are they like hereditary, you know, genetic, or does she abuse substances? All right, well, she does not abuse substances. That's one thing I very carefully did. I did have a storyline at one point where she would kind of go off on a bender, and I thought, that's not, that's not her character. She's too, she's not somebody who wants to be out of control. She wants, in fact, she, she has the exact opposite problem. She's too in control, too uptight. Um, now, she does have some of that is hinted at being genetic. She makes some comments about passing along, my mother's crazy and things like that every once in a while. But some of it is born out of other kinds of trauma. Um, she has a rough life, especially her young childhood, and has led her to be emotionally guarded and somewhat impulsive. And, and so she brings some of it on herself. Some of it is environmental. Some of it's hereditary. It's kind of a mixed bag with her. Does her character, does Danielle have like in the in your not in your three novels on her? Does she have any recurring friends? who help keep her soul together? I mean, does she have anyone who helps keep it all together? She does. She has uh, many kind of a supporting cast of characters that do various things for her. Um, one of the characters that I introduced in the first book is very much a father figure because she doesn't really know her father very well. He's not there for most of her life. Um, and in this book, I actually make the point of driving a wedge between them to, to drive home her isolation but she has different friends who give her different things part of the journey that she's going through especially in this last book is trying to learn to appreciate that and to see it because she's so wrapped up in herself she doesn't always appreciate what the people around her bring to her and that's part of her journey on this book is Danielle a spiritual woman? I mean, do any of your Daniel Reagan books ever explore spirituality of any kind? I have kind of sashayed up to the subject and then quickly backed away. Um, so, no, I tease it a little bit. Um, she's a kid who grew up in the church but kind of fell away from it as she got older. And um, so she'll have moments where, you know, the characters will have conversations. So she's definitely somebody who believes in God. Uh, but she's not a necessarily religious person. It's not a um, topic that I've gone too deeply into. So in a sense, it's not like there are some rock stars like George Harrison was famous for pursuing like, you know, transcendental right. meditation or alternative forms of spirituality. So Danielle has never really explored alternative forms of spirituality. Is that that's, correct? That's correct. Yes. Do you ever envision Danielle will ever achieve true emotional peace and contentment as you see her character develop? Do you ever envision that or no? I can envision it. And I said, I think that that's really the over, overarching sort of thing that collect, connects all these three books together is her going through that journey. Um, and I, you know, I've gone out of my way to make sure that she doesn't reach that in the first two books, so I would have a chance to keep writing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely the end point, the end goal is for her to try to find that. I don't want to say if she does or not um, yet, but, yeah, it's definitely what she's going for. As of this novel, you know, Reckless Passions, what is your character's age chronologically? Let's see. She is going to be... 34 in this book. This actually takes place uh, in 2010. It starts in 2010. Okay. So it's, it's so I was going to anticipate the next question. I was always curious, 
are your books contemporary? So right now you've got her in 2010. So it's not futuristic, right? It's kind of, it's semi-contemporary. It's not futuristic. It's actually, um, they're always working back. The first one came out in 2016, but actually took place in the years between 1993 and 2003. So she's always behind the curve as opposed to in the future. Okay. So is it safe to say Reckless Passions will not be the last volume with regards to Danielle Reagan. Is that safe to assume? At this point, it is planned on being the last of her series. Um, I do kind of have an idea for something I could do with her if I decide to revisit the character, so I don't want to say it's a hard end of the line, but I did write this to be, to be kind of a closer in case I never get around to writing that fourth one. Um, and I, I do have some fans of the books, and I, the last one did leave everybody hanging, so I wanted to make sure that this one had an ending. If anyone ever made a movie about your Danielle Reagan books, which actress would you love to have play Danielle Reagan? Anyone comes to mind? Well, it, it's fantastic that you asked me that, because we used to play the, the casting game with this all the time before the first book ever came out. I can tell you that she was originally envisioned as kind of a young Jennifer Connelly, mm -hmm. you know, when she was in her um, early stage. Um, so Jennifer Connelly is one you could look at. Uh, I know I've thought about there's an actress named Taylor Cole who uh, did some things. She kind of has the right look, and I, I'm a big fan of Haley Steinfeld. So if you want to go for a younger take of her now, I could do that. Have you ever, have you approached any type of production company with your novels in the hopes of translating them into film? Any, has anyone offered come to you or have you gone to any production companies? Uh, no, I have not reached out to anybody on that. And sadly, nobody has come to me offering, but, uh, you know, I, I would love to be able to see one of my books on film on, you know, on the screen one of these days. That'd be fantastic. Besides sci-fi, because your book, you know, uh, The Quest for Oranwa is sci-fi. Have you ever considered other settings and characters for your novels? You know, other periods and you know, and eras. I have. Um, as a matter of fact, I've got a long list of potential storylines, and I've had some um, set in the far future, dystopian type things. I've pulled around with the idea of doing horror. Um, the the book Angel of Death was actually more of a thriller. I have a murder mystery that I've written one incredibly rough draft for uh, and I have played around with the idea of also doing more uh, I've got one that I would like to do that uh, would take us back to the 90s uh, what, the first book Blessed Poison um, was a real big hit with uh, a girl I went to school with as a matter of fact she she reached out to me and we were talking about it and she loved the fact that it kind of took her back to that time and place in our lives and I've thought about revisiting that and maybe doing something set back in the 90s um, that's that story of kicking around in the back of my head all the time now that I've kind of put Davey all the bed for a minute. So um, if I do, uh, if I am able to continue writing, I would like to play around with some different genres and some different time frames. We talk about dystopian and all that, considering what the state of Texas is going through right now with the extreme weather and all that extreme, the dryness, the droughts of the West. I mean, in a sense, your dystopian uh, concepts are, are becoming a horrifying reality. I mean, do you think of translating what's happening today into future uh, in future novels or anything like that? I have, and as a matter of fact, um, I have an idea for, for like I said, a dystopian novel, 
And some of the things that I imagine, and that has kind of come scary, scarily close to coming true, if you will. So it's yeah. like, I've, I've thought about that, and now here we are, and uh, it was a lot more fun than it was just a dream in a book. So, I know. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something. I you look around the world today, and it's like we're already living in that dystopian future. I hope you I hope you and your family are doing okay uh, are holding out in Amarillo. I mean, I don't envy your situation in, in in that area considering the extremities and all that. How have you been holding up? Oh, we're we're all doing good and I appreciate your uh, concern on that. Yeah, we're actually uh, excited cuz at the end of the week we're supposed to drop down into the 80s for our highs. So we're very very happy with that. <laughs> it's a cool front coming. That's a cool front Texas. You know, Donnie, last week I was interviewing another author and he told me that his wife uh, is very much helps him out with his work. I mean, she does the editing for his books. How much do you involve your wife with the writing process? Uh, do, does she edit your works? Do you bounce ideas off her? Has she ever contributed ideas for your books? Um, she doesn't always do any editing. I do sometimes bounce some ideas off of her. Um, for the the uh, murder mystery that I wrote a rough draft for, I actually um, used a character that she created another story in that, so she kind of gave me some ideas there. Um, also, my old, my second oldest daughter, Brayden, she kind of works as a frontline editor. She usually reads them before I even send them off to the publisher and gives me some ideas and has helped keep me from making a couple of mistakes over the years and give me some course correction. And then she usually doesn't read it again until it comes out, so that it's still a bit of a surprise for her. But uh, that's where I usually bounce most of my ideas off of her. Is your wife a writer herself? She's uh, she's a very capable writer. She's written some fantastic things. She just doesn't do a whole lot of it. Um, she and I would I encourage her to do it because she's really good when she does. I mean, has she put as does she have anything on sale? Because I would love to have her on my show if she's willing. I mean, has she put any as there's any stuff on Amazon where we could talk about anything like that? No, she's never had anything published or anything like that. But if you ever want to talk to Kristen, she'll talk about just about anything. She'll she'll talk your ear off. Well, I mean, if she ever puts anything out, I'd love to have her on the show. Okay. Well, I'll see if I can motivate her a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I would glad to have her on. You know. Um, Donnie, please tell our listeners, where can they find your books? Well, uh, they are available on Amazon, uh, Smashwords. You can also get them at uh, BNN.com. You can also get them directly from the publisher, which is uh, World Castle Publishing. Uh, their website, worldcastle.com. Okay, so these are conventionally published. Could you, are they available in stores, Donnie? Uh, this time they're not available in stores strictly online. Um, you can get them in either paperback, hardcover, or ebook format. I'm not doing uh, audiobook at this time. I know the publisher was offering that at one time. I don't know if they're still doing it, uh, but we haven't had a discussion about offering it in that format yet. Now, you mentioned I'm earlier. On eBay. I'm told they're also available on Donnie, now you mentioned earlier when we we're talking about, you know, if, she, if you have actual songs in the, in the book and all that, you said you, you've you done recordings. Are you a, mus a musician, Donnie? Oh, uh, sadly, no. I'm just a lyricist. Uh, I've tried writing, uh, learn how to play guitar and writing actual music for my songs. I would love to be able to do that, but uh, I have not mastered that ability yet. So it's strictly all the written word at this time. 
oh, okay, so you never gone to like a, another band, you give them the lyrics and they try to translate it into actual music. So there's not like, you know, a real music that you could go out and buy. Is that correct, Donnie? Uh, I wish there were, but no, I don't have that. But if there's any bands out there listening, give me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm in kind of in the same boat. You know, Donnie, I started writing song lyrics since when I was 17 years old. I mean, I started off writing song lyrics and now I've kind of uh, translated all into prose and all that. Yeah. 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 Exactly the, the thing I went through. I started in high school, and uh, as I got more into writing fiction and long-form stories and things, so the lyrics kind of fell off the wayside. I'll still pop one out every once in a while, but not nearly the way I did when I was younger. Yeah. Now, what do you envision your next book project? Because okay, uh, Reckless Passions will come out almost two weeks from today. Uh, what What do you envision for your next work, Donnie? Okay. So. Um, a next one will be one of two things. It'll either be able to either uh, go back to that murder mystery I've talked about and clean it up. So I do have a completed first draft. It just needs a, a ton of work. Those are really hard, I've discovered. They're really, really hard. Um, the other one is, um, like I touched on earlier, kind of a nostalgic trip back to the 90s and something that would be based upon my uh, experiences growing up in high school. Because I had a, a different experience from what you usually see or read about in Trent growing up in a really tiny town. Um, so when I see those kind of coming of age stories on TV or whatever, they're usually kind of foreign to me because my experience is so much different. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's kind of the story that really wants to be written right now and it's kicking around in the back of my head is, is getting mad. And that would also involve uh, my love of sports. Uh, it would be kind of a sports oriented um, story as well. So that's one that I've, um, really really wants to be written if i can carve out the time to do it well i'll tell you one thing donnie remember we talked about this before when we did that retrospective on the dallas cowboys you know next january will be the 30th anniversary of uh uh jimmy johnson's first super bowl win and i'd love to have you on you know for the show where we can talk about that would you like to do that donnie uh -oh. Absolutely. Uh, the, you know, I we talked about the Cowboys' first Super Bowl, and that was one I, I knew quite well from reading NFL films and stuff like that. But I was there for that first Cowboys Super Bowl under Jimmy Johnson, and I was there for the the three and fifteen and the firing of Landry and the one and fifteen. So yeah, that that's touching a deep, deep nerve. I'd love to get on and talk about that. Yeah, well, I've got your book, Donnie, uh, for Tuesday night, January thirty first. You know, of next year, you're duly booked if you're ready. Is that good right. enough for you? Lock it down. I'm there. Okay, January 31st, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to talk about Super Bowl 27, okay? Sounds good. Just make sure you text me or something because I'll not forget. Don't worry. Uh, we'll, I'll let you know, okay, Donnie? Yeah. Perfect. Yep. They're a great way, to, uh, great way to begin one of the early episodes of my fourth season. Donnie, I, I wanted I want to thank you so much for appearing on the show. And uh, oh, one last thing: when your next work comes out, do you have a, a specific time frame where you think it might be released? Uh, no time frame or anything yet. Everything's really, really in the early stages. So if uh, things develop, I'll reach out to you and let you know you'll be one of the first. You got it, Donnie. And you take care. Hey, you and your family. Stay cool. Be safe. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you as well. Appreciate your time today. You take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, sir. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for next week's show, where I will be interviewing historian Holly Snaith. Thank you and good night.